Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. Well, this morning, since we are embarking upon uh, this holiday season, the birth of Christ, I want us to take a little while and I want us to just consider this thought. What's so special about Jesus' name? What's so special about Jesus' name? If you'll open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 18 to 25, and uh, we are just going to explore what's so special about Jesus' name. You know that at the birth of a baby, the top two questions that most often are asked are, first, is it a boy? or girl, right? And then the next question invariably is, what is the baby's name? Right. Now, in the Old Testament, the word name is defined as a mark or a memorial of individuality and honor. In the New Testament, it speaks of what a person is called and all that that implies, listen to this, including one's authority, character, and reputation. After creation, one of man's first assignments was to name every living creature. And you know that the third of the Ten Commandments is, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God. In vain. So it's clear that God takes names seriously. Matthew opens his letter up by mentioning 46 people by name who lived over 42 generations. All to get to the most important of all the names, that being the name of Jesus. So let's just take a look at these verses and see why it was so critical that he get this name. In verse 18, I'm reading from a New King James Version. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is... Of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save 
his people from their sins. I want to stop there for a second because the first thing that Matthew lets us know is Jesus' name, his name establishes his purpose. His name is not something to to holler when you get scared. Oh, Jesus. His name was intentional because it established why he came. And I say that because the, the Greek translation of the Hebrew word Yeshua means he shall save. Or Yeshua meaning Yahweh is salvation. The text tells us, call his name Jesus because his purpose is he's going to save his people from their sins. And to save, of course, you know, that's more than just coming into just that relationship with God. But it literally means to save, to heal, to cure, to preserve, and to rescue from danger and destruction. Says he came to save his people. Now this is important because Yeshua was a common male Jewish name. And as a matter of fact, there are 10 men in the Old Testament and two men in the New Testament who are all named Yeshua or Jesus or Joshua. But this is the only one whose purpose was to save us from our sins. Says, I want you to understand that his name establishes his purpose. Jesus wasn't born to make us feel good. He was born to pull us out of darkness into the marvelous light. He was not born to be our holy Santa Claus at Christmas. He was born to be the the best and most important gift that we could get at Christmas. And I love it. You know, it's one thing when people talk about somebody else. It's another thing when that person testifies of who they are themselves. And you know, in John 10 and 10, it says, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus testifying about himself, he said, but I have come that they might have life. And have that life more abundantly. I love it. In the Living Bible, it says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus speaking. But my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. So why is his name important? Because first of all, it establishes his purpose. Throughout this season, as we move closer and closer to Christmas Day, I want you every time you think of that name to realize that he came with a very specific purpose and he wants that purpose fulfilled and that is that people be saved. But not only does his name establish his purpose, his name also demonstrates his presence. Because Matthew goes on and he says, So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, 
Behold, a virgin, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So he says his, his name establishes his purpose, but his name also demonstrates his presence because the word or that name Emmanuel literally means God with us. God, I mean, think about that. God with us in our presence. And he quotes from Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And if you like, you can flip over there. It's going to say the same thing. That's what a quote is. But in Isaiah chapter 7, if you started, let's say the break is in verse 10, this is Isaiah speaking to King Ahaz. And he says to him, moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz saying, ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore, verse 14, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And many writers say that this has both a historical and a prophetic connotation. Historically, what he was saying was, This term was used to assure the king, assure King Ahaz, that God would protect Judah and the throne of David from invasion. But more importantly for us, it was prophetically spoken. It was speaking that generations to come, there was going to be one who would be tangible in the lives of people so that he could be sensed and felt and bring his protection and his presence around them. I don't know about you, but knowing that God Almighty the one who stepped out of nothing, onto nothing, said something and made everything, who clearly does not need us, who clearly has all power in his hands, that God would love us so much that because we were separated from him, he would wrap himself in flesh. And come and be present on this earth for us. And then when he left, for him to then say, I'll not leave you by yourself. I'm going to leave another part of myself by my spirit. And I will be present with you at every juncture of your life. I don't care if you feel like King Ahaz and you're in the middle of a battle. He says, I'm present. I am with you. As a matter of fact, think about it. Matthew is clever. I never thought about this, uh, Minister Alfie. He starts out with this in his his, uh, book. 
He starts out talking about the presence of God. And do you realize he ends it that way? Because when he ends it in Matthew 28, he ends it with Jesus proclaiming himself. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything that I've observed, to observe everything that I have taught them or commanded them. He says, and lo, I will be with you. How long? Always. He declares that my presence is with you. His name demonstrates his presence. And then Jesus says, let me close it out by confirming, I'm going to be with you always. Do you understand that if you have Jesus, there is never a time that you are alone? That's why believers in the Lord Jesus Christ really cannot say that they're lonely. Because when you can't get a saint to come and sit with you, Jesus will. (laughs) When you can't get a company keeper, he will be a company keeper. Oh, that's old church, but that's good church right there. He will be with us. There have been times in my life when I have been in places of complete despair and feeling like there was no one around. And I had to remind myself that God is always with me. Sometimes we are, we have developed some poor habits and get into some bad situations and we are busy trying in our self-effort to get ourselves out. Honey, I have determined that once I realize that wherever I am, he is with me, that helped to straighten up my life because I realized he is seeing everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm saying, every place that I'm going, and as some places I just decided I don't want to take him no more. His name demonstrates his presence. It demonstrates, it establishes his purpose, but it demonstrates his presence. As a matter of fact, Hebrew Hebrews, uh, I'm sorry to say, it is 13. Hebrews 13, the B clause of 5, it says, For he himself said, I will never leave you. Man, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I couldn't help but think about this when uh, this December 17th, of 2019, I'm saying it that way so that it is forever immortalized uh, on video or whatever. Uh, December 17, 2019, I will be married to my wonderful husband for 30 years. And they've been 30 fantastic years. And this The thing that I will always remember, there's so many wonderful memories that I have, even leading up to marrying him. But the thing that is most impactful, let me say it like that, the memory that's most impactful is before we got married, and I'm trying to say it without crying, before we got married, we were sitting in a restaurant, and he looked at me, And essentially, he gave me his vows before we got married. 
because he looked at me and he said, D, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That wasn't just a commitment from a man. It helped me to know that I was submitting my life to a man who was submitted to God. But even greater than that, what it showed me was I could trust God to take care of me and be with me through every situation. Even when I was stepping into something that I might have been uh, concerned about or having trepidations about or wondering how it, would ha- how it would work out. God himself, he used the very words of God. To confirm his presence. Baby, there's nothing like the confidence of knowing that somebody will not leave you. And God himself, in the name of Jesus, has promised. Jesus was first. Before Billy Ray, Jesus uttered, I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. You dare not find yourself even thinking that God has left you. If you belong to him and you name the name of Christ, there is never a time that he will leave you. Amen? And so Matthew lets us know that his name establishes his purpose and his name demonstrates his presence And here's the last thing. His name declares his power. His name declares his power. Matthew picks up in verse 24. And he says, Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Thank God for obedience. And took to him his wife and did not know her or have relations with her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he did what he was told. He called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. And to really understand the significance of that, Isaiah, the prophet, declared it in what we have as Isaiah 9. And in Isaiah 9, chapter, uh, chapter 9, verse 6, the prophet Isaiah says something that we will hear throughout this season. For unto us a child is born. Unto us, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. I know we say shoulders, but it's shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. (laughs) 
Lord God Almighty, I love God's word, Corey. Just the word alone. His name shall be called. Now listen, before we jump to that power, could you just sense the power just talking about his name? Listen, before that, the prophet says a child was born. A child was born. In other words, an offspring was birthed. A son was given. Because a son is the builder of the family name and legacy. See, I I understand this because on January the 1st, 1997, and if you're doing the math, we were married eight years, but but, uh, on January 1st, 1997, a child was born, Stephen Darius Johnson. But not only was a child born, a son was given. The child was born. The child was birthed. The child became an offspring. But the son, I have to recognize that also a son was given. One who has the right to carry the family name and the family legacy. Everything that the family stands for, he now has the right to carry it out. Do you see that? So he says it wasn't that Jesus was just born. Don't get it twisted. It was more than a baby in a manger. It was the one who would have the authority to carry out everything that his father sent him for. This is a child was born, a son was given, and the government or the power to prevail was on his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful. Wonderful is a miracle. It means something separate, distinguished, and great. In other words, this this is not just any other name. This helps us to understand the differentiation. Even though he had a name that others could use, they could write out, they did not have a name that was wonderful. Counselor. One who deliberates and resolves. I love that. The name of Jesus can cause us to come to write answers. He deliberates and resolves. Oh, I love it. The word says, come, let us reason together. He says, the name is wonderful. His name is counselor. Oh, look at the power of this. His name is mighty God, meaning he's powerful warrior. He's champion and he is almighty. You'll never have to wonder when Jesus gets in the ring, who's going to be the victor. No question about it. If you get in the ring with Jesus with you, because he's present, right? You don't have to worry about coming out the victor. I didn't have, I am the oldest. I didn't have older siblings. But I would imagine if somebody came on me and I had an older sibling, I always wanted to be able to say, you stay right there. You wait till I get my big brother. Now I have some brothers in the Lord who are just like that right now. You don't want to run up on me with my caris near me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, 
Even in our lives right now, there are situations and circumstances that the enemy may cause to come our way. And we feel powerless in the middle of the situation. But instead of cowering down and falling down and laying out and falling out, we need to stand up straight, get some spine in our back and say, I don't have the power to fight you, but you look out for my big brother. Since his name is wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, and everlasting Father. Everlasting Father, meaning he's eternal and everywhere, present with fatherly care. Because sometimes we get tripped up, especially around uh, Christmas time. We see the baby in the manger and we forget that he is the mighty God. He's cute in swaddling clothes, but honey, you better see him with a sword and a spear. He is the mighty God. And my favorite, he is the Prince of Peace. The one with dominion who provides safety, well-being, and prosperity where nothing is missing and nothing is broken. That's the power of his name. When you call on the name of Jesus, you can, through his name, create an atmosphere where nothing is missing, nothing is broken, everything is whole. So what's so special about Jesus' name? Everything. Everything. The writer of Proverbs said it like this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. They're safe. There's a fortress. That name is a fortress that you and I can run into when we know him. And in Romans, Paul says it probably for the third time throughout scripture. He says, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look at your neighbor and tell them and ask them, what's so special about Jesus' name? And then look back at him and tell him everything. His name establishes his purpose. His name demonstrates his presence. And his name declares his power. Can we thank him for his, for his word? and for his name. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.